Welcome to the What Is Life Dude podcast. We're your hosts, Eric and Sarah. I'm a freelance musician. And I'm a vegan chef and food blogger. This is where we share our thoughts about building a healthy relationship, working as creatives on our own terms, and living with intention and authenticity. We don't have it all figured out yet, but every conversation gets us a little closer to answering the question, what is life, dude? Hello, and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are Eric and Sarah. Greetings. I figured I would start saying my name first because uh, I'm the one saying it. (laughs) So today is Thursday. Um, This episode is one singular day late. Um, We've had a weird, busy week. Well, it's been the entire season, I think. Basically, since we moved here in October... I had signed on for a bunch of projects over the holidays and then leading into the new year. And uh, I just finished the last of those projects. I guess there are a couple of edits that I might have to make for them. But, but you, finished, you finished the bulk of um, yeah, the work. It's been nonstop since then. It's crazy. Yeah. I was, I was in there and I was, I was helping you edit and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I had a bunch of work of my own. It's weird. Um, I mean, it, it kind of just created the topic of today's episode. You know, we're like, well, what are we going to talk about this week? And we're like, well, we can talk about, we're not sure what the title of this episode is going to be yet. Um, we'll work it out after we're done. But right. we wanted to talk about all of the, just what we've been struggling with. <laughs> right. You know? Specific themes that I guess that have been coming up for us. Because I always think about life in in terms of themes, I guess, Mm -hmm. so that I can talk about them more clearly with other people and they can relate. Yeah. But yeah, it's been challenging. And I hate to, I don't want to complain or anything because I know that I made all those commitments myself. And at the time I made them based on, I thought I was doing the the best for myself. Mm. And I was a very important learning situation these past few months. Mm. Lessons in not over committing, not committing to things that don't feel correct for you mm-hmm. and just the importance of making time for rest so important yeah. so well it's weird because we haven't <laughs> we haven't missed the podcast in you mean up well we haven't missed any episodes in many many right. months and we haven't uploaded uploaded late in many months either and yeah two weeks in a row mm-hmm. i mean this the past two weeks were just the weeks from hell I, yeah. I was telling Eric, I completely felt like I was in college again. And I've always been a, you know, I've been a huge procrastinator. That wasn't really the situation this time, mm-hmm. but I would always procrastinate. And then I'd be up the night before a, like a 10 page paper was due. Just like, all right, I guess I'm popping a few <laughs> monsters tonight and uh, banging this thing out. You like how monster is our <laughs> drug of choice yeah. as a couple. Right. Uh, <laughs> I felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it got to a point where it, you know, it starts to feel surreal when you haven't really slept that much and you have a ton on your plate. And the only thing you can do is just put one foot in front of the next Mm -hmm. and just break everything down into the smallest possible task. Yeah. So, you know what I like about our podcast? (laughs) Not like, oh, how great we are. I mean, like the topic of our podcast and the style we presented in Mm -hmm. is that, you know, we, we can do episodes that are planned out. 
and we're like okay you know <laughs> this week we're gonna do like eric's backstory and the next week we're gonna do sarah's right and then it's other times it's just like we just need to talk about what is happening right now yeah and like instead of like narrowing narrowing down a thought yeah. being like okay we're gonna talk about this very specific thing we do have the ability because of what our listeners like like to hear Mm -hmm. To just be like, uh, we we can't be specific today. We're just going to talk about all the shit we need to sort. We out. need to talk about right. So that's what today is, and it might be. Again, I, sometimes we 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 say like, oh, this episode's going to be a little longer, a little shorter, and it really never is. So I've been I I'm tempted to not ever say stuff like that again. <laughs> but I feel like today's episode is going to be a little shorter, right? <laughs> because we're not done with the the onslaught of right tasks to be done. Yeah, so we actually have an upper limit on how long this episode can be because we mm -hmm. have a phone call scheduled. So maybe that takes us into the first little life update portion of this I think video. It does. So tell us, tell us about this phone call we have scheduled. I'll put my tea back down. <laughs> oh, okay. No, take a <laughs> no, sip. No, okay. Uh, no, take a sip, and I'll explain. Um, so if you guys are watching this on our YouTube channel, you can see that we're both very cozy. It's finally kind of gotten cold here in San Diego. For a while, we were like, oh, it's in this weird, like, perpetual summer <laughs> feeling. I think like two weeks ago, it was in the 80s. Mm -hmm. We're like at the park running in shorts, but it's finally gotten really cold. We had a couple days of rain. And um, if you're viewing this on YouTube, you can see that I have my fuzzy blanket. We've got lots of drinks, some Earl Grey. Three of them, to be exact. I'm drinking some mushroom coffee. <laughs> I've been going on this weird, like... I'm going to try this again. Okay. I, I made a spa water, because I've been juicing a lot, so we have tons of fresh produce, and I had way too many cucumbers ordered in my imperfect produce box, and I was like, I'm going to put some cucumbers in water and be fancy. And I tried it last night and was basically like, <laughs> ugh, and Sarah was like, okay, fine, don't drink my spa water. Uh, I like it more today. Maybe it's because it's, it's stronger. Yeah. It's less like water. It has had time to infuse. Yes. I'm sorry that I, did, I disliked the spa water it's last fine. night. It's fine. I'm going to make you a citrus spa water instead. I think I'd like that more. I know you would. <laughs> okay, so tell them about our phone call. I keep touching you today. I like that you're right here. You you um tell them about the phone call. Okay. Eric's in charge of all of our... You know, I don't know. If you guys listen to this podcast regularly, you'll know I'm the very like kooky ideas person. I'm just like the uh, woo-woo aunt that rolls in. And like leaves a little bit of chaos in her wake, and but also she's leaves, fun. Do you know what I mean? And also leaves the scent of patchouli <laughs> lingering in the air. Uh, to be fair, I don't own anything that smells like patchouli. Um, yet. And I'm I'm the the doer. Yeah. You know, like Sarah was stressing over the projects that she had to do in the last few days, and I was like, "Let me edit them." And Sarah's like, "No, I can do it. Like I can do both." And I'm like, "Give me your hard drive. I will edit your videos." And Sarah's like, okay, and I kind of just like forced her to do it. And then she was like, oh, you saved me hours and hours of work. It it really, he really came through at the right time. I really just tooted my own horn there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the <laughs> phone call. <laughs> where it's been a long few days, as you can tell. Yeah. So this phone call, we're doing a remote uh, tour of a condo mm -hmm. that we will potentially move into. So our plan all along when we moved to San Diego was to stay for about six months. Mm -hmm. So we moved to the beginning of October. So six months is the beginning of March. Or to stay six months with my family mm -hmm. so we could pay less rent. Um, I feel like 
Eric has mentioned this. I don't, you haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but I feel like when we have told people, oh, we're staying with Sarah's family, they're like, oh, sweet. It's nice not having to pay rent. And we're like, <laughs> we do pay rent because yeah. my aunt owns some place. So we pay rent to her, but we pay way less than we were paying in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been a nice, um, is a reprieve yeah. the right word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were going to stay with my family for a maximum of six months. Um, because, you know, it's it's challenging when you, well, everyone's, a lot of people are at home all day. So mm-hmm. that's challenging. But us working from home, we were always at home anyway. So it's challenging to share space with other humans when you're literally always at home. And there's no place to be mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. But we were, we were open to the idea of finding a place here for ourselves. And we kind of anticipated that happening. Yeah. Because, like, obviously it would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of did start coming to fruition or like to reality right yeah around the time frame we thought it was going to happen mm. so i th- i think we we planned it out pretty well we were like six months and now that we're nearing like month five month yeah. six we're like oh this is about the time when we're like all right we should move out yeah good job us <laughs> so the question has been where are we going to go mm-hmm. when we move out a few weeks ago, we talked about months, months ago, we talked about potentially moving to the Pacific Northwest. That was at the top of our list of contenders for a long time. Mm-hmm. We, it, <laughs> it just seems so, it seems so cool up there and it yeah. seems so pretty and nice um, and like hip and like vegan a, friendly. Yeah, like a cultural fit for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've had, we've had people in our lives and people on the internet talk about the weather there and how it's gray and rainy and dreary mm-hmm. um and for people with seasonal depression or just st- straight up normal, normal depression <laughs> quote unquote nor- or even people who don't have depression i think oftentimes will struggle with a lack of sunlight there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah it just it that idea kind of just we just kept thinking about it and talking about it and eventually we were like i don't know if we can just like we've never spent a significant amount of time there yeah so we were like is it safe to move there what okay. if we what if we're both really sad yeah and obviously it's really hard to go spend a couple weeks traveling to different places that you might want to move in current times mm-hmm. so what do we decide instead for the time being we are thinking <laughs> the answer is that we're going to move back to colorado <laughs> Which, you know, I really struggled with accepting that I would want to do that at mm-hmm. first. I really felt like it was, I don't know. I feel, I, I was feeling like I would be judged. I don't know whom by. By whom? <laughs> by, <laughs> I, you know, I was going to say by whom and I was like, who whom by? by? Um, yeah, I don't know who would judge me, but mm-hmm. I, I. I don't know. I was like, oh, I shouldn't, we shouldn't move back to Colorado. We left there. I feel so stupid because of that. Well, it felt, I think, to us like taking a step back. Mm -hmm. And then I think we realized that what we were associating with Colorado was just the way we felt for a lot of the time when we were there, which was, you know, if you followed us for a while, we felt very stagnated for a couple of years there. And it's interesting, a lot of the personal growth that we've experienced happened in just the months since quarantine started between then and when we moved in October, Mm -hmm. early October. And 
I don't know. I think we were kind of forgetting all of that and kind of pinning all of our unhappiness from when Eric was at his, you know, his job outside of the house and the way I felt about my work when I was there. And we were kind of just putting that all on the state, I guess, Mm -hmm. which is, I guess it's an honest kind of human thing to do. Yeah. And if you heard us talk about leaving Colorado on the podcast, Mm -hmm. you, you heard us talk about like the outdoorsy, the outdoorsy vibe and, oh, we tried hiking and camping and we don't ski and whatnot. And we've kind of realized that none of those things actually matter. And if... I mean, I won't speak for you, but for me personally, with my friends in Colorado, if they're like, oh, do you want to go camping? Do you want to try <laughs> skiing? I feel more comfortable just saying like, no, mm-hmm. you know, whereas before I would have felt pressured to like make my friends happier by, I mean, that isn't to say I won't ever try something like skiing. I tried it when I was a kid and like, maybe I will one day, but if I don't want to, I feel better about saying, mm, no, just do it without me. And that's something I didn't really ever want to do when we lived there originally. Well, you did. <laughs> you said no a lot. But <laughs> no, I think that, that here's here's the important piece is that we felt that the cost that we were paying to live there, that's very influenced by the popularity of those winter sports. Like, that's why that area is growing so rapidly, I mm-hmm. think. Um, I mean, like, to live in Boulder is so expensive. Yeah. And I'm from, you know, the Bay Area of California where it's like, really really expensive so when I originally moved there from the Bay Area I was like that's not too bad but then I kind of everything kind of fell into perspective for me and I was like oh well I realized we're paying a lot to live here near Boulder where we were at the time um, and we're not really taking advantage of any of the things that make this place so distinctive Mm -hmm. so I guess one way that we've decided to kind of deal with that is by moving to a different area of Colorado that does have a much lower cost of living so we're going to be able to get you know, we're going to have all of the benefits of living in Colorado, which for us was proximity to our friends, to a lot of Eric's family. His mom lives there. Uh, Yo-Yo lives there. <laughs> My mom's dog. So we're going to be like an hour or so from all of that. Mm-hmm. And just getting an hour out of Boulder is enough to bring the cost way down. And it still is like a really nice place. Yeah. Um, it's just like we wouldn't want to move back to exactly where we lived. Mm-hmm. Um I don't even know, I can't even put my finger on like what that feeling is. You know, it's just like, well, if we moved right back to where we used to live, I feel like all those feelings might like come back. But moving to a different small city, like you said, near our friends um, or close enough to our friends and family. It's like, well, we've been there before and we know it's really nice. And it's like, it's like we get the, we get the feeling of starting a new journey, a new adventure, Mm -hmm. but with that sense of familiarity and it's like, oh, we can still drive and go to Boulder where I know my way around and like mm-hmm. I can get around the area we're thinking about moving to because I've been there before. Yeah. So it's like kind of the best of both worlds. Um, yeah. Right. It was important to us to feel like that. I think that's why we were considering places like the the Pacific Northwest and maybe Texas. Mm-hmm. We were looking at Austin for a while there. We even did some research about Nashville. I think both of us really do crave new experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think we don't regret at all having moved here, even though it has, you know, come with its own set of challenges and certainly been very uncomfortable at times. I feel like we did a good job at um, kind of preemptively 
understanding what the challenges were going to be. Right. And I feel like that's helped us. How do you feel about that? I agree. I feel like, I mean, even our decision to move here with my family, I think we were on and off about it for so long that we definitely, it definitely was not a spur of the moment, like Mm -hmm. poorly thought out decision. Yeah. I think the idea came like a year before Mm -hmm. we actually moved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's obviously, it's come with its struggles like we've talked about, but I think we've learned so much since being here. Yeah. We've really started to understand what our priorities are Mm -hmm. in the place where we live. You know, we've talked about being in California. We had a whole episode, right? We have a whole episode about thinking about moving to the Portland area Mm -hmm. where we talked about just how busy California is and the stress it induces for people like us to go to a busy store every day, (laughs) Um, especially during the COVID thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just made us realize like, yeah, we don't need we don't need much. We just need like a nice place and we can go to the store and it's like, ah, it's not that busy here. And I don't know. Yeah, I think I've just come to value slow living so much more. Mm. I really just want a place that I don't have to break my back to afford for one, which would definitely be the case if we moved somewhere like to an apartment in San Diego. Like, I just, I want to create, that was part of the reason we moved here too, to cut our expenses temporarily, just so that we could figure out what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go. Because I think we felt, you know, we, I have a lot of hobbies and interests and it's always been really difficult for me to know which one should be the thing that I prioritize Mm -hmm. and try to make my career. So I wanted to kind of take the pressure off myself to be, you know, taking on so many responsibilities in work, which is funny because the opening of our podcast proves that I didn't really do that. <laughs> um, old habits die hard, I guess, or old um, fears mm-hmm. about not having enough die hard. So I have actually spent almost the entire time I've lived here working very hard, which is good now because now we have that. I have some money saved for our next move. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that that's the part that I feel makes me feel like, I don't want to use the word stupid. Like, oh, I feel so stupid for moving back to Colorado. Like, I, I don't want to use that word. Maybe you can find a better word for me to use. But it's like, when it comes to money, it's like, oh, yeah, we, the world is just, it just is, it revolves around money in so many ways. It's oh, yeah. like, whoa, well, we spent the money to put all our stuff in a pod and move it out here. Now we just yeah. have to do the same thing and move it back. And I just keep telling myself, like, it's okay. It's good. It's okay. I think moving here and fitting all our stuff in a pod, it forced us to get rid of so much stuff. And now mm-hmm. I can confidently say that everything we own, for the most part, are the things that are that we need or that we mm-hmm. get a lot of joy out of. So when we move back into our new place... I just know that it's going to be so much less stressful. I don't think we're going to get rid of like much. No. Much of anything. No. I really struggled to get those words out just now. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I feel like we really pared down and now we're paired. We yeah. continue to be pared down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and we just redefined our priorities. And I just am really excited to go move back to a place where... There's a little bit more space where we can have a backyard again. I mean, we have a backyard here, but it's not mine, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want to 
I like I just I've said in a past episode, it's really important for me to be able to decide how my space is organized. And yeah, not I don't want to be stepping on people's toes here. So yeah. it's been very I don't know how to describe the feeling. Mm-hmm. If I had to describe the feeling, it was not the best. Um <laughs> That's a joke from The Lonely Island. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think I think we basically touched on all yeah. of our points, right? Right. So that's what we're doing after we wrap up the episode is we're talking to some guy on Zoom and he's going to show us a virtual tour. Yeah. Well, luckily they're doing virtual tours like everywhere now yeah. because of COVID. So we kind of lucked out by mm-hmm. not being in state and yeah. everyone's kind of just used to doing this already. Yeah. I f- think about how weird we'd seem uh virtual tours people would be like uh we don't really do that i'm sure they would normal. though i'm sure they would i'm sure they would but now People everyone's used to it into new states often but i think it's good it's not i don't think we're i think it's just because of the the times and it being so difficult to travel that we've kind of decided this is the path of least resistance for us right now let's move back to somewhere we know we're not going to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. the weather yeah we don't really love winters but it's going to be entirely tolerable, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of sunlight. 300 days of sun. <laughs> we know what we're Colorado. getting ourselves into. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's like that's like the whole main point of it. Um, and it'll just give us a couple years there building what we're building now. Mm-hmm. Just feeling comfortable, not feeling too pressured money-wise. Um, yeah, just to create space for... What matters? What matters? We have an episode called Creating Space for What Matters. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've touched on all the things about moving. Do you want to do a little quick positivity box? And then we'll, I was going to say get into our topic, but like I said at the beginning of the episode, Mm -hmm. this whole thing is the topic. It's just our brains right now. Yeah. Do you have a positivity box right off the bat? Because I do. Okay. Go first. Frasier. Oh. (laughs) We've been watching Frasier on Hulu. Yeah. It is the best sitcom (laughs) like out of all those in my opinion out of like frasier and seinfeld and friends like those 90 sitcoms frasier so far has been the funniest i agree i can't describe (laughs) it makes me feel so comforted Mm -hmm. now i know why andrew from binging with babish loves frasier so much Mm. yeah i agree i'm quite picky with television and i feel bad for Eric because of it because I feel like you'd watch more series mm-hmm. if you didn't have to also cater to my tastes like yeah. we've started plenty and then stopped but this is like one of the few shows that actually makes me laugh out loud and at random <laughs> points too so the thing about Frasier if you haven't watched it it's like the humor the humor is based on the two main characters who are two brothers and they're psychiatrists and they're very like posh and <laughs> pretentious yeah and it's like fraser the main character knows they're really pretentious and the brother doesn't right and it <laughs> and they just they like use this intellectual humor with mm-hmm. each other and everyone that's the point of it is to be funny because they're so annoying and like smart and they use big words but it is funny in itself too right like the things they say <laughs> Yeah, what I like about it is that it is kind of like intellectual humor, but it's not inaccessible. Like, mm-hmm. I think most people could understand it. Whereas, like, 
a couple weeks back we went through a little stint where we were watching gilmore girls and they oh, drop yeah. a lot of like obscure references in there and i'm like okay well that was supposed to be funny i could tell but i don't yeah. know what they're talking about there's no laugh track in gilmore girls right no okay <laughs> thank god <laughs> so there's not like a laugh track in Frasier, they filmed it in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they did that throughout the entire run of the show, mm-hmm. but it's just so weird to the laugh track, the group of people laughing, whether it's pre-recorded or not. Mm-hmm. It really just does something to the vibe. <laughs> I just wish it wouldn't be there. Well, I don't Do you know. Like it? I don't like it, but I wonder if it affects how I perceive what's funny. Maybe. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else to say about Frasier? I mean, I don't know. I just want to keep watching it. It just makes well, me feel so happy. It was so desperately needed, too, because we had just finished a few seasons of House of Cards, oh, yeah. which is a very dark, dark show. Yeah. Very. And also the episodes are really long of House oh, yeah, of Cards. Like, so they're, they're exactly long and sad. And no, no one is good except for like one character. <laughs> Every character in that show is pure evil. Yeah. And it was it was really entertaining. Also, if you're listening or watching and you're like, oh, House of Cards, you shouldn't watch House of Cards because Kevin Spacey. We know Kevin Spacey is a bad guy, but, uh, you know, it's a show. It's a show and I wanted to watch it. So but I understand. I know he's a bad person. Right. So we, yeah, we needed to switch off of that vibe and uh, cycle in some uplifting energy, especially given what we were you know, going through with work. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to like be really stressed about work all day and then take, you know, half an hour while I was eating dinner mm-hmm. being sad anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is <laughs> the thing about Frasier and any show from, I mean, any show that's, older in any sense is that there will occasionally be a joke where you're like oh you can't say that now and it's just like you can just tell how humans have evolved i mean i know some people haven't evolved with the times and people refuse to i don't know be politically correct yeah yeah and like respect others wanting to be called certain things like they there are just some sexist things some Mm -hmm. like transphobic things just like Little things like that where you're like, oh, God, you that would not, you can well, not do that like, now. Eric and I will like make very slow eye contact <laughs> with each like, other and like, hmm. Shouldn't yeah. have said that. But back then it just like was fine. Right. But I, I think what Frasier does a lot is they have certain characters that are those kind of oh, over the top archetypes yeah like oh like they're the ones who said that shit you shouldn't say mm-hmm. and then the main characters talk about oh that's not okay you yeah know, they're, they're kind of self-aware of it but i find that interesting mm-hmm. do you want to take a quick break and do our do the drums this time i, I couldn't even begin to okay i think it's time for our supporter shout out Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. 
So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Marie Zimmerman, Alexis May Dooley, Karen B.W., Inga Pfeiffer, Kevin P. Dooley, Scotty Draper, Izzy, Sarah Creighton, Dylan Schaubin, Nina Schmidt, Anna Dureka, Morgan Lassiter, Annalise, Megan Stewart, Teresa Madara, Glenn Ames, Jessica Chelgren, Jennifer, Quinn, and Samantha McIntyre. And now back to the show. Okay, so where do you want to pivot next? I feel like there are a lot of things happening mm-hmm. and it's just like a free form kind of right. kind of thing. So let's just give like a very quick update mm. to get people in, in context. Okay. Lots of things happening here. I've been, I just wrapped up all of these projects that I had through the holidays and all the new, I don't know, like I feel like things are like opportunities trickle in with brands throughout the year. And then during the holidays, it's like, bam. Mm-hmm. And then January, all the brands are like, oh, let's get on this like new year, new me mm-hmm. kick. And um, then after that, it kind of drops off because then yeah. it's February and everyone's like, uh, let's have some cake for, <laughs> for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. But so I just finished that. So my I am not taking on new sponsorships unless I've already like the only sponsorships I'm doing for the next like three months are ones that I've already agreed to mm-hmm. in my past. It's funny because I went, I, I feel like I went through like this period a couple months ago, like maybe right after we moved where I was reading a bunch of finance books or listening to a bunch of finance audiobooks because mm-hmm. I was feeling very paranoid about my situation. And I knew like, oh, I want to come to California, move in with family to save a bunch of money. How am I, what am I going to, what, what habits am I going to adopt? <laughs> and I feel like this one book, I forget which one it was, but it was about... I think it was called The Millionaire Next Door and was just talking about habits of wealthy people. Is that the one we listened to on the way back from Travis's wedding? No. No, that was a podcast with Ramit Seth- Sethi. Oh, Sethi. okay. Yeah. Okay. He was on the, the Expanded podcast, which is oh. crazy. It was like the woo-woo Worlds. realm yeah. and the spiritual realm and the finance realm. Worlds colliding. Yeah. So I read The Millionaire Next Door and he was talking about how most people who are extremely wealthy and actually, you know, built it up themselves, didn't inherit it, are like ruthlessly uh, like frugal and they'll take like, well, this was a really old book. So he talked about how they accepted like a hundred dollars to answer a survey or something Mm -hmm. for the book. And so I was like, okay, well, it's stupid of me to say no to any opportunities I have Mm -hmm. to make money. So that's when I bit off like way more than I could chew. And I realized it's just not worth it. So I'm done. I'm taking a break and I'm just making inspired stuff for the next several months, which is, I think, what I I just need to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it's appropriate for some people to be real go-getters and take every opportunity that's thrown at them because they're just able to – they have more energy. They're able to churn out stuff faster. Like maybe mm-hmm. you could pull that off. For me, it's so draining. Yeah. And I just have such a tendency to get very depressed and overwhelmed. You know, I'm realizing now that (laughs) I said, is that what we listened to on the way home from Travis's wedding, which was last June? And I'm I'm like, wait, she listened to that book while we were here. I don't know why in my brain they were so I just wanted I wanted to put that out there because I was I was wondering if any listeners would be like, uh, she just said this and blah. okay, I figured it out in my brain. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to throw it out there. It doesn't matter. I know. Um, (laughs) Um where was I where was I with that? 
uh, you were talking about not biting off more than you can chew. Oh, yeah. I just need space because I realized that the most successful my channel ever was was when I was just creating stuff, not catering to the algorithm, not, you know, trying to anticipate what most people would enjoy. Because I feel like the more authentic you can be, like there's always people who who like the same kind of weird as you or not even weird. Mm -hmm. There's people who there's an audience for anything you put out there. Mm -hmm. So I just need to rewind, go back to my roots, make stuff that feels inspired and worry, make things less out of fear. You know? Yeah. And more out of, Oh, sorry. Go on. And, and so then I wanted to, so that's where I am. Yeah. Where I am at, at where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Should we say whom again? (laughs) So what, what's up with everything that, you're going through all your new opportunities that have well i was helping i was like do i say sarah or do i look at sarah and say you like which (laughs) tense do i use but i was helping you a little bit with these projects which Mm -hmm. was really nice actually i love being i love having a directive like hey do this like this and i'm like boom i can get that done easily i work i work really well give me a directive (laughs) give me a task and i will complete it um but yeah i'm well after the virtual remote tour we're doing after this episode i'm teaching my first online class Mm -hmm. about music production to children children. (laughs) to little babies uh i'm actually so it's this thing my sister lauren is involved in this company um they now since covid now they do all these remote virtual classes um just like everything they're like after school programs just for creative things like video editing music editing uh script writing things like that so my sister's involved with it and they needed someone to do a music production class so i was like oh i'll do that so i've been having a lot of phone calls and learning a lot of stuff and i have my first class in like two (laughs) hours and i'm balancing being really excited and being kind of nervous about it Listen, I, there are only three kids in my class. It's going to be me and three kids. <laughs> but like I've I've been a camp counselor. Mm-hmm. I've I was the music counselor at my camp for a, for a summer or two and we would have like groups of 30 kids come in and I was like trying to get them excited about music and they didn't care about music. Mm-hmm. So I know these kids that are coming into the class today actually want to be there. Right. But I'm still like what if I do a bad job? It's going to be great. They'll love it. I'm sure they'll love it. Eric is great with kids. But I've never done it virtually is the thing I'm struggling with. Would you be less nervous if it were in person? I think I might be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'm sure after I do it and I realize it's not as hard as I think it's going to be, I'll feel better about it. I think you're going to excel. Thank you. I I love to see how different we are in that regard because there's just no way I could ever do anything like this. the (laughs) The woman who runs the programs, she asked me, she was like, Oh yeah, we have this um we have this cooking class opening up. And I guess my sister maybe had mentioned what Sarah does for a living and she was like, "Oh, would your girlfriend be interested in teaching that?" And I was like, "Oh, I'll ask her about it." And I I think I did technically ask you about it, but I I knew your answer would be no, you wouldn't want to do it. And I told her that. I was like, "Yeah, you know, it's just not really her style." Like I d- I can't imagine you being on a Zoom with like eight kids trying to teach right. them how to cook. Yeah. Or like, but that's fine. it's like today I'm going to teach you how to spatchcock a chicken. 
Right. Yeah. It's like, I'll teach them how to cook, but everything has to be vegan. Everything has to be beans, actually. (laughs) I I wonder how they even do that class. Yeah. Like I have all my kids are going to be using an online program that helps them record music. It's probably like home ec where everyone is just making the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I give them a list of ingredients and materials ahead of time. And then they just show up and mirror me. Maybe if you do it and you record the Zoom call. You can upload it to your YouTube channel and monetize it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's monetize these children. <laughs> With, without their express written consent. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, that's the, new, that's the new venture I'm undertaking. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool because you kind of, you, several weeks ago, you finally considered maybe teaching guitar lessons. Mm. You were like, I'm willing to teach. And then as soon as you <laughs> put that out there, teach. you were like, I'm willing to be a teacher because I know you had had kind of like doubts about being qualified or whatever Mm -hmm. or if you would even like it and then as soon as you put that out there this opportunity came through which is cool i think (laughs) i'm excited because there are other there are other classes that are not music related that they need some teachers for they have this class about youtube like it's called youtube production or something Mm -hmm. and you basically these kids want to learn like how to be youtubers how to put tags in your videos yeah hot girl (laughs) edgy guy yeah, blue we, hair we 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 both have um we both have this chrome plugin <laughs> on our computers that is made for youtube and it gives you like detailed analytics when you open a youtube video <laughs> so we can see all the tags people use in their videos mm-hmm. and i at one point when we were uploading videos of sarah and i i would put the tag um, hot girl well, in people it. do that but then people yeah i found out people actually do that <laughs> Like not iron, like I was doing it like kind of ironically, but yeah. people really do that. I wonder if it works. Yeah. What is life, dude? Hot girl. <laughs> but yeah, these kids want to know how to be YouTubers, and I was saying to, to you, I was like, maybe if I tell them I have one point six thousand subscribers, <laughs> they'll think I'm like a YouTube god. Yeah. God. God. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited too. I mean, but this also does bring up one of the uh, things we have been struggling with, which is that when Eric is (laughs) going to be using his little Mm. corner over here, I'm going to leave the room (laughs) and be floating around in the abyss of this home (laughs) where there's no other place to me for me to be alone. Which is like, it's, it's funny because you phrased it in such a way, but it is less of like a funny problem right it's like a it's a real thing yeah it's like this is like our master bedroom Mm -hmm. i know like we're lucky no one was living in the biggest room of the house yeah and that's what we get to rent out Mm -hmm. but it is all of our stuff and everything is in here most well not most i'd say i spend half and half between here and the kitchen Mm -hmm. but i think what i realized was Part of why I've been feeling very anxious and depressed is that I just don't have any time to like clear out and be alone, Mm -hmm. which I mean, for the first few years we lived together, you and I, Eric was gone for eight to 10 hours each day Mm -hmm. working. And then even after he came back or came back, even after he started working from home, (laughs) we had so many rooms in our old house and I would just be, you know, bopping around doing my own thing for part of the day and as much as we love spending time together i'm realizing right it's that it's that key distinction between introverts and extroverts Mm -hmm. not that extroverts can't also find time alone very restorative but like it's an actual need for me 
Like I'm such an introvert and I really do recharge emotionally when I'm alone and just not having that here has been a source of stress. Luckily, we have found that, okay, the idea of walking, Mm -hmm. I never liked walking. I never liked going on walks. And that's partially due to when I was in high school, I started running. And I started running to get fit because I was a chubby young man. (laughs) Young lad. And of course, now I know that you can't just run all your problems away. But... I never liked walking because I was like, oh, you can just run and you get more exercise and it's more efficient because it takes less time. And we were in Colorado. It's like we tried hiking and I was always trying to like beat the next time. And it made it kind of just emotionally and physically painful for both of us. Mm -hmm. And it loops back into moving back to Colorado. Um, But I'll I'll tie it together later. It's like we've been walking here and I've, I've kind of just got into this. I've fallen in love with the idea that you can just go on a walk and it's good for you and you can uh, you don't have to always be going fast. Mm -hmm. Can you explain why that's I don't know why that happened the way it did. I think that what actually happened was Eric found his love of audiobooks. Fiction audiobooks. So we used to go to the park together. I would walk and Eric would run. And And we still do that sometimes. Yeah. But. Eric has recently realized how much he loves listening to fiction mm-hmm. on Audible. <laughs> what kind of, what genre would you say is? Um, I've been listening to like science fiction. Right. I listened to Ready Player One and then I listened to The Martian. Mm-hmm. And now I'm listening to a book called Artemis by the same guy, Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian. But they're like, they take place in the future and in space. And the first one takes place in virtual reality. So like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> that's it, sci-fi right so also i was joking how funny it is that eric has loved like space movies recently mm. and so eric likes the okay. technical aspect of space and i like astrology which is mm. like the um i, I always it's joke that i'm like a crazy person but i say it lovingly yeah you know when I say crazy, I mean just not widely accepted. I don't think either of us think your the things you refer to as "quote unquote" woo woo yeah. um, are actually. I mean, obviously, we don't, but I I know why you say it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Sarah's into like the spiritual side of space astrology, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to watch Matt Damon try to survive on Mars for two and a half hours. You know, right. same topic, different different uh, perspectives. Mm-hmm. But yeah, w- now we just. Once a week, we've been going on like a little over three mile walk around the park. We walk for like an hour and 10 minutes. And part of the time we talk and the other part of the time we are individually listening to things. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that gives you like alone time? I do. It's about, it's not so much about, well, it is sometimes about physically being alone. But for me, it's mostly a, the being able to drop the need to interact with people Mm -hmm. because sometimes even like when i'm in the kitchen i'll have my headphones in but my mom and sister will be there and you know like the tv will be on so i can't really like hear my own mind Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like um one of them will try to talk to me and i'll be like what and i'll pull out my earbud and then you have to turn it off and then you have to go back right you have to rewind your podcast yeah and it's just being able to not be interacted with that Mm -hmm. is very valuable to me we really do, when we do stuff like that, we really do 
we're like okay are we going to talk first or are we going to listen to our books or podcasts first yeah. and like we'll talk and be like okay you ready listen and then we basically <laughs> then we kind of just listen and like we're still walking next to each other the whole time we still on and off hold hands mm-hmm. and we're just like in our own space though mm-hmm. and it's fascinating i know part of the slowing down thing has come from doing yoga oh yeah which we mentioned last week and we'll do an entire episode on but we've been doing 30 days of yoga and i swear it's changing my brain yeah which is not what i expected it to change but would you think you just get you'd be able to do the splits <laughs> <laughs> no i thought you have rippling abs <laughs> i don't even know what i expected i'll think about it and um i think for the last few days of the yoga i'm gonna write down a little just how i feel after mm-hmm. every um well th- that's another thing is that we skipped one day of yoga we missed a day because of this whole crazy amount of work right. thing and missing th- a day of the podcast we i think we stayed up till like 2 a.m that day and mm-hmm. i was like well we could do yoga right now yeah or we could go to sleep and then yesterday we picked it back up um doing the day so now we're a day behind we're like oh should we stack them and sarah was like i don't think that's the point of doing 30 days of yoga is to fit it all in 30 days i think it's to do a little bit every day so it's like if we skip a day we'll just pick it back up tomorrow and mm-hmm. it'll take us 31 days I'm like right. that's fine and i think that mentality is part of what we're learning anyway i don't want to get into it because i want to do an episode about it right because it's fascinating i mean i'm really proud of you because it's like i me yeah because <laughs> <Go on. laughs> well because of the reason you just stated which is that you've always very much associated exercise with burning calories mm-hmm. and now i think we've just reframed everything food especially mm-hmm. and exercise as it's not so much about looking a certain way it's about is this the correct is it good for my body and there's all sorts of exercise that don't involve you know sweating a ton not mm-hmm. that we don't sometimes but doing yoga but flexibility yeah. is good like being able to be in touch with you know having the mind muscle connection with all these different symmetry is important mm-hmm. you know well, so after I finished listening to The Martian, I was like, oh, it's been years since I saw the movie. And now that I've read the book, I want to watch it again. So I watched it last night and I was just noticing at the beginning of the movie, Matt Damon is, he's just, he's always been in shape, right? So like he takes a shirt off at the beginning and he's like muscular. And I pictured him just like in the gym, like, like lifting weights. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I haven't done that in months because of coronavirus and I'm I'm just, I was like, I don't want to go lift weights and like grunt and like mm-hmm. t- tense up and like have my veins popping out of my head and my neck. Like, I just want to like <laughs> balance and like stretch and stretch my leg out and you just spiral be my like, heart towards, the, towards the, the sky. Like Coach Ben Wade from Survivor, Token Jeans. Yes, I want to be Coach. We should get Coach on the podcast. Oh, that would be great. I actually feel like we'd have a great conversation. <laughs> should I try to get in touch with him? I mean, not yet. Okay. Any Survivor fans, if you know Coach, you know you know what we're talking about. But so I said I was going to loop it back. And here I go. When it comes back to Colorado, because we were talking about hiking and trying to beat times and, right. oh, we're going to do this mountain in an hour and 50 minutes. Last Our best time was two hours. Yeah. And now that I'm like, oh, yeah, if I just like listen to something or have a conversation instead of trying to make it this crazy exercise thing. I like just walking. And that's what hiking is. It's just walking. Yeah. Just up a hill usually. And we're, we, we've we just been talking about how mm-hmm. like maybe we'll like hiking more 
if we do yeah. it in the same way we've just been going for nice walks right well i think i was very obsessed with metrics for a period there it, because it really me. helps me with running it helps me to know am i making progress and because running wasn't fundamentally enjoyable for me i felt like if i had that one thing to cling on to then it would keep me motivated and i guess it did for a time and i carried that over into hiking and i think also because I've always felt guilty when we're doing exercise together that I'll slow you down. Mm. And that's the same reason I don't really like to hike with other people because I'm naturally so slow and I don't like to slow people down. I do. I come into this world with a lot of just innate guilt, which is an entirely different, you know, episode topic. Series of episodes. (laughs) But yeah, I think now that we are just okay with slowing down and enjoying something for what it is instead of it being a race Mm -hmm. i mean there was a period there when it was like summer and we were going on hikes and trying to beat our old times that i would i was getting physically ill like i remember we hiked mount sanitas one day and i had to stop like every five minutes because i felt so nauseous and i had to sit down and now i'm like what for yeah like why were we why why yeah. were we punishing ourselves like yeah. that? Um, yeah, I feel like now I just think about really really getting into what I'm listening to and at the same time moving my body in some way, which feels good. And it really feels like a partnership between my brain and my body mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, well, punishment, really. Right. You know, and, th- and that isn't to say that I don't like running. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually haven't run in, it's been a week since I ran last, which is, I never take more than like two days off, but I was just like, my legs kind of hurt and like not in a good way where it's like, oh, my legs are sore. I got a good workout. Like my knees and my ankles hurt. And I was like, I'm just going to stop until I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It is such an interesting, and I'm not sure this is any, this is something that you ever really get 100% um mastery over Mm. but knowing when to have discipline and when to rest Mm. is not so easy you know it's it's the whole joe rogan conversation we had a couple Mm. episodes back which is he's like i just you know i conquer my inner bitch and i make myself go to the gym every day yeah and i'm like well sometimes or maybe for some personalities that is important Mm. But there is the intuition, which is very quiet, I think, Mm -hmm. for most of us because we're not used to listening to it because we're mostly trying to listen to other people who seemingly know better than we do because maybe they're, by more conventional measures of success, higher up on the totem pole than us. Mm -hmm. But I think each of us has an intuition that comes to us differently, like, I've noticed over the past few months that I'm much more able to hear it mm-hmm. and it's very hard to explain and I don't I doubt that it comes to you in the same way mm-hmm. but I just will like hear something in my head not like a distinct voice but it's like me talking to myself mm-hmm. I'll just like get these random like direct directives <laughs> <laughs> to like do something or try something or don't do something and I've have been listening to them lately and i feel like it's gotten me kind of far Mm -hmm. especially with food 
Oh, yeah. Which maybe we should do an entire episode on this, but... I think it's... I think for me, it's really gonna... It's really... It goes hand in hand with yoga. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm like... I don't know how much I want to say about it right now because I want to save it because I think for me personally, my relationship with food, how it's changed over the last month is like 50% of the reason is because of doing yoga and how it's changing my way of thinking. Yeah. I mean, yoga or meditation, I guess, certain types of yoga are all about just creating space for your intuition to come through. I think it's about connecting to yourself. And yeah, I do think this merits an entire episode, an entire episode about the intuition, because Mm -hmm. I feel like when you hear that word, first off, I think a lot of people confuse intuition with intellect or the thinking mind. Intuition is, I think, independent of logic, first off. And it's something, like I said, that we have just completely suppressed. It starts when you're a kid and you're having some sort of reaction to something and then an adult tells you that it's not the appropriate reaction. So we replace our intuition with a series of rules Mm. and the rules are completely arbitrary. (laughs) Like there's so much about society so much about what we consider to be normal that has nothing to do with like none of it is innate to us Mm -hmm. which is interesting and also an entirely different topic but it's so important and I feel like here in San Diego because I've been in it's been such an emotional up and down I felt like I've learned so much but it's been like a stressful kind of growth Mm -hmm. if that makes sense it's been like the growing pains kind of growth where I've been learning a lot by like brushing up against painful experiences and saying like it's like reaching out and touching a hot stove and learning from that and you can't um deprive someone of that experience of touching the hot stove because they'll just resent you for shielding them off from the experience and you you can't explain that no 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 i'm saving you from something right So sometimes you have to come up against that yourself and maybe sometimes you have to do it multiple times for it to really stick. And that's, I think, how I would describe in a nutshell my past four years of life is just same cycle, same cycle, same pain. And I'm finally like, well, what if I just stop trying to be someone else and assume that everything my mind is telling me to some extent holds some wisdom? And I think with food and exercise, that's been one of the very it's been one of the areas i've benefited a lot from that that's easy to explain to other people mm-hmm. because creativity i think is is kind of hard to talk about in a universal way mm-hmm. but everyone has a relationship i think with food and movement and so it's just easiest to start there when we're talking about intuition yeah i have two things to say one about joe rogan and one about <laughs> our podcast just how this episode is going yeah um, so remind me about that I'm, i think i'm going to start bringing my notepad mm-hmm. to the podcast so i can when you're talking i can write things down and then cross them off mm-hmm. um plus it'll make me look smart i'll, I'll wear my glasses too <laughs> but think, talking about joe rogan before i was thinking about him yesterday when we were doing yoga because adrian was like she was just saying something very like heartwarming and nice and um i i I can't even explain it but she was like breathe love in and let and let love out on your exhale Mm -hmm. and like open your heart up to and we're sitting there just like ah bless us with these words and then i was thinking about joe rogan and like just how different he's like conquer your inner bitch like 
what would his conversation with Adrian be like? You know, like you know, th- their styles mm-hmm. of motivation and what's good for you are just vastly different. I'd um, love to see that. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, yoga, uh, yoga. Her name's Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> I just called her Yoga. Yoga lady. Adrian just seems so respectful, and Joe Rogan, he's hit or miss. He's kind of an ass, in my opinion. I kind of. I I love this idea of their <laughs> juxtaposing energies mm-hmm. because I think what happens is sometimes you swing to one side, like either you are like really, I mean, Joe Rogan is like that masculine archetype, mm-hmm. like go, go, go. And Adrian's very maternal and receptive and neither one is wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that Joe Rogan attracts to him the people who need that energy mm-hmm. right and how do you know if you need the energy is does it feel good does it resonate mm-hmm. and sometimes people need to develop that discipline yeah. like maybe they're in a rut mm-hmm. and they really need to push themselves and prove to themselves that they can stick to something yeah. and get what they want and rewrite their story and then other people need the exact opposite yeah. and they need to just be more receptive because Mm -hmm. right what was it we were talking about the other day oh it was your friend Brittany Mm -hmm. about how some things you just can't brute brute force into your life so explain that (laughs) so when Sarah first planned to move to Boulder so we could live together in like towards the end of 2017 she was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna move out there I was living in a house with three of my buddies from the company I was working at and I needed to, I couldn't just get out of my lease. So I needed to find a roommate to take over my room in the house so I can move out and live with Sarah. <laughs> um, so I was like talking to friends of friends and Craigslist and whatnot. So Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. Someone, someone was like, oh, my, uh, my buddy Brad's looking for a place. He, I'm like, is he cool? <laughs> like around the same age, seems like a cool guy. He worked in the cannabis industry, which was cool for all my friends. And he just came over and just jived with everyone and he was like, yeah, he's moving in, I'm moving out. And now it's just over three years later and my friend Brittany, who I lived with at the time, she posted a pic, she posted pictures of her and this guy, Brad. She's like, oh, you know, happy birthday. Like, I'm so glad we're friends. And these two have been freaking inseparable best friends mm-hmm. since he took over my lease in the house. Yeah. And I, 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 I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. I, he was just some random guy I found through someone who knew someone, and now he's best friends with my ex-roommate. Right, which she could not have orchestrated herself. Mm-mm. You can't just say, okay, today I'm going to go find a best friend. But you can say, I'm going to be open to experiences that you know mm-hmm. make it easier for me to recognize someone who's yeah. on my my wavelength. It you really know? makes me happy how much these two love each other. Yeah. It also makes me happy because they've never dated or anything Mm -hmm. they're just like best friends yeah and i I just love it Mm -hmm. um there is something very pure about that isn't there yeah yeah i wanted to talk about just this episode real quick because (laughs) so we went to bed kind of late again last night because i was watching the martian (laughs) and sarah was kind of just cleaning up the kitchen from multiple days of abuse (laughs) kitchen (laughs) abuse um yeah and so we stayed up kind of late again we're like okay we got to do the podcast in the morning 
and then we got to do the remote tour and then I got to teach my first class and I'm very stressed and I'm kind of nervous and we're running out of time Mm -hmm. and we're like okay let's set up the podcast and you know the podcast is nice for us because it's a medium where we don't feel that much pressure to act a certain way Mm -hmm. of course we have to you know do the podcast and sound like ourselves but it's not like you know sometimes creators have to they have to be on for -hmm. their content and luckily for (laughs) us the podcast excuse me luckily the podcast for us is it just is us being ourselves however we may be um and we were kind of like okay we let's try to make this episode go smoothly because we're both stressed and it's been it's been great (laughs) like i just i i think i don't i i can't describe right I don't know. I've I've felt so amazing like this whole conversation, right. and it went from we were planning on like not airing our grievances, <laughs> but like at the beginning of the episode, I said I didn't know what it was going to be called. It's going to be like oh the th- the things we're struggling with right now, but it really hasn't been that. It's been like kind of the things we're struggling with, and also how we're overcoming them and mm-hmm. thinking positively about them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I agree. I think it might be the spa water. I, <laughs> I think. I think it might be. The, let me take another sip and see how I feel. Let me know if you feel smarter. Okay, thanks. Let me know if your SAT score goes up in retrospect. Yes, my SAT score went up in retrospect. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like yeah. um, something was lifted? I, I think it was a good episode. I Sometimes I, or actually I consistently feel that as my energy rises, during a conversation the latter half of the episode is much stronger mm-hmm. and i'm like well damn it should we just from now on set everything up start having a conversation and then as soon as my like my brain turns on then we start recording but it's okay because you know the whole the whole podcast itself is an evolution of us <laughs> and us just evolving and growing upward and like this episode was that it was a microcosm of that idea, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think it just went to a very nice place and I'm glad we did it. Right. Yeah. Me too. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't want to cut it. I don't want to cut it short. And that was a very, <laughs> that whole spiel I just gave was very like <laughs> conclusive sounding, you know? No, I, I think it, this is good. I don't know it's what to good. call it, but. Right. We'll think about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to go make juice. Okay. I'll uh, drink juice. <laughs> okay. In 12 minutes, we have to get on the phone with this guy. Okay. So, um, thank you so much for watching, for listening mm-hmm. and, um, accepting us for being one day late. <laughs> I told my sister, I was, I was like, oh, I don't want to do it a day late. She's like, Eric, it'll be okay. <laughs> They'll understand and they will forgive you. Yeah. So thank you. It shouldn't happen again because now I have not overcommitted. Yeah. We're, we're a little clearer now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sticking around with us. Yeah. We Thank love you. Ya. Love you. <laughs>